With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Maybe I'm crazy, but this is going to be the wildest week of our lives. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you're doing well. Hope the world is uh, still in one piece when you are watching or listening to this. Uh, It is election day and uh, there's a lot going on. But we are going to talk, aside from the election, uh, a little bit of football because the NFL season is in full swing. My Steelers are 7-0 and and I love it. Uh, what's going on with the Ravens, what's going on with the Patriots, of course, the NFC East is a disaster, and lots of other stuff going on this week. We'll have the whole crazy gang here, Heller, Donnie, and T, but uh, let's get started with Wit It or Quit It. Wit It or Quit It. Come on. Wit It Quit It. Wit It. We about to turn up in this Hello, Heller. You look very patriotic today. Salute to you, JT. It's, um, uh, it's election day. It's a big day. How you feeling? It's a big day. Um, you know, not great, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll uh, we're all in this together, however it goes. Yep. Um, big big night for alcohol, I think, probably in America. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna hit the hit the old bottle tonight. I could go sour for work tomorrow, and I still have to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see. I don't have that bounce back uh, during the week anymore. But you know, we'll see. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna watch any of the coverage. I'll well text me if you need any info because I'm gonna watch the hell out of it. <laughs> I, I will then because I, I think I'm just yeah. gonna find out. Like I've done everything I could do. Um, well, you'll be in them tweets, right? You'll be in them tweets. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I made a really like aggressive move last week, and it's, yeah? it's served me wonderfully. And that is, uh, I put the quality filter on my Twitter page. Do you know about this? The quality filter? Yes. So I don't. Please educate me. Uh, yeah, I, I I got put on, and it's it's wonderful. I'm actually I'm positive that our current president has it on his account because I only see nice things now. Like Twitter is a wonderland in my mentions. Like the rest of Twitter is still like a burning pot of hell. But so it, my mentions are only like normal people having normal conversations and like people saying nice things to me. No me, no trolls. It's a troll eliminator. How did how did they do that? Because I there's one episode of South Park where they do it by making other people read through all of the awful comments and then delete them and then print out a sheet of good ones. So obviously Twitter's not doing that. How do, it's just some sort of algorithm? I guess it's like a bot detector and it's great. I, I mean, now my mentions are down to like three a day, but those three are all nice. Like I don't Quality have, ones. I don't have any trolls anymore. And it's, it's really, really crazy. Like it's wild. So yeah. if you're, uh, if you're out there mad at me, I don't care. Cause I don't know. <laughs> right, uh, you, and I'm going to keep it that way. Right. You, you, you got your Twitter, uh, boy be gone spray and now it's, they're all gone. 
It's crazy. It's just an, an eviscerator of trolls. And I mean, because I, I made that decision and announcement that I was retiring from troll slaying. Um, you know, a, a Jay Z retirement. I may come back, but you know, <laughs> for for my own for my own mental health and uh, sustainability, and just you know, I have better things to do because I've just decided to give up on humanity. And uh, uh, since I decided to do that, then I found out about the the quality filter. So now I just don't ever even see it. Uh, I wish Instagram would get it, but instead I have created my own quality filter, which is I post really rational, encouraging things about, you know, like changing history and doing the right thing. Right. And then people inevitably write trash on my page and on, on the post. And then I just block them. They get, right. they get blocked out of there. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know me, uh, if you end up blocked by me, there is no return. I do not do the like blocking purge. If you Someone's- get blocked by me, it's a wrap. Someone, someone is going to break their way out of, I don't know how they're going to do it. They're going to have to make a whole other account. It, I think, I think, I just, I, I want to say that I think it could be done just to encourage people to try. <laughs> I will block you so quick these days. Like I have no problems with it at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's because, you know, the whole thing last week with the, the Justin Turner situation w- was so far beyond my wow. comprehension that uh, was like, last week? Yes. Yeah. Feels like a lot longer ago. But yeah, just last week. And um, I'm pretty sure it was last week. Was it two weeks ago? I think it was last week. Maybe it, was it was hella recent. It was hella recent, and you were hella justified in your takes. I wasn't brave enough to go out there and stir the pot the way you did, but let me just tell you, I was I was supporting you from my apartment. Well, thank you. I, I don't. I don't. I didn't imagine that there was another side, like that anything could have been debated, because it was so. It was. It, it, it was based in in pure unadulterated logic. But you know, who cares about that anymore? Um, yep. When there's a World Series to celebrate. So yeah, after that, I just realized, you know, I think I'm allowing these dumb people a little bit too much access yep. to me. I am more intelligent than them. And I, and therefore I can't allow myself to be in the proximity of this, uh, this stupidity. And there's no other word for it. It's just dumb as and hell. And I'm, I brings us back. Yeah. And I'm brilliant and, uh, I can't, I can't have it on me. Like it's, it's beneath and, me and in that, every way. And that brings us back to the, the, the Twitter filter thing that you're talking about is you gotta, if, if the apps aren't going to do it, you got to control your own intake. You can't, can't be out here letting anybody have your ear anytime that's not that's not it no and i'm happy to like i'm happy to educate them you know like it was part of the of the troll slayer uh you know crest that i wore with pride but after a while what i realized is you know slaying a troll here and there is like kind of funny and like people roast the hell out of them and then they get sad and realize how dumb they are but after a while there was just so much stupid that I was like, wow, like everyone's really dumb now and I'm not dumb. And I'm afraid <laughs> that if I read enough of this dumb ass, shit, yes. I'm going to become dumb. Yes. And I can't allow that because I have so much to do in this life. And these right. people are so stupid. And if you're offended by what I'm saying, you should be because you are in fact dumb and you, and you, can, you and don't you have could, to be dumb. You could always just learn things. You could always just be curious and learn. It's super awesome. It's so easy. If you know how to read, you can not be done anymore. And I'm not talking about uneducated people. Well, 
I'm not talking about um, and anything. I'm not being sarcastic about anything of the sort. I'm saying if you choose to be stupid, then you don't have access to me. And that's because I make it a point to not be stupid. Yep. I yep. don't talk about things I don't Listen, know about. There's a there's a distinction that, that you're talking about here, Joy. And it's the difference between ignorant and ignorant. Okay? You're if you're ignorant, you can learn and do better. If you're ignorant, you already know better. And you're just choosing to behave that way. And I get it. When I was younger, being ignorant was super fun. I get it. I'm with you. But it, it, Look around. There's no there's no more time for that. We can't if you're ignorant, I'm sorry, and hopefully you won't be. But if you're being ignorant, you gotta stop. You you gotta stop. If you know better, you gotta do better, and we all gotta do better. Exactly. And there's so much access to information now, there's no excuse for ignorance. So yeah. Anyway, that's all aside. Uh let's yeah. talk football now. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about sports. Let's do our job real fast. Yeah. Um all right, so we're halfway through this through the season. Uh, the NFL 2020 hierarchy is starting to take form. The Chiefs are the defending champs who might uh, be even better than last year, so they're probably at the top, but we'll see. Uh, the Steelers are the only undefeated team, uh, but remain unproven despite their one big win over the Ravens in Week 8. Uh, in the NFC, you've got the Seahawks soaring, the Bucks are marauding, and the Packers are packing. <laughs> Joy, the Chiefs are still the best team in the NFL. Would it or quit it? Yes, uh, would it. I'm with it because not only are they the defending champs, so we've seen this group of individuals do it, Yeah. but they can win in multiple ways. I don't care about the Raiders' loss because that's a division game, and the Raiders aren't terrible. So Solid and, squad. You're going to lose games in the NFL. Like yeah. Most of the time, yeah. teams don't go undefeated. Hmm. So that doesn't really play an entire role because obviously the Steelers are undefeated, but I still think that the Chiefs would win in an AFC championship game right now against the Steelers. And I love the Steelers. Obviously, right. I'm super excited about it, but I need yep. them to take that next step of dominance that the Chiefs have. And right. so that's why I'm going to give that to the, the nod to the Chiefs right now as the number one team. Steelers are number two, though. They're undefeated. They beat the Titans. They beat the Ravens. Two of best the best coach. teams in the league. Best coach. Their defense is incredible. So, yes, Steelers are number two only because I haven't seen this group of Steelers win a Super Bowl and right. I've seen the Chiefs do it. So mm -hmm. they're the two best teams in the league. And the Bucks are three, but I think the Bucks are behind. Like they are clearly mm. three okay. under the Steelers and the Chiefs. The Bucks just played a terrible game, uh, an ugly win against the New York Giants. Okay. Dub's a dub, though. Dub's a uh, dub. Uh. Dub's a dub, but. That was still an ugly win. You lost to the Saints, who are in your division. And you lost to the was early. Uh, Bears. Bears. So, like, you have to be behind the Steelers, who are undefeated, and the Chiefs, who right. only lost to the division, division right. Raiders. So, I, I want to see what this, what this Saints-Bucks game looks like next week. But And, look, they're not significantly behind the Steelers and the Chiefs, but they're the best team in the NFC. But yeah. I just they're not the best team in the league right now, despite the fact that they have Tom Brady and their defense is playing absolutely incredible. I also want to see how things work when Antonio Brown gets out there next week as <laughs> I well. forgot about that. There's I a lot going on right now, Heller. <laughs> There's a lot happening right now. Um, <laughs> so, yes. So we're going to uh, have to really examine a lot of things next week 
there's a lot going on. Like you've got Tua uh, up against Tyler Murray, got Bucks and Saints. So I, I really want to see how things progress with within the next two weeks. I think it's going to really determine a lot about who the when yep. the teams really start to separate at this point in the season. But yeah, the Chiefs are just the Chiefs. We don't even have to talk about the Chiefs. Like they're just like, oh, who's the Chiefs playing? Because it's an out. That's it. That's it. They're just going to win. And I didn't think Mahomes could uh, wow me anymore. But that softball underhand flipperoo was smooth. He's just – you were just running out of adjectives for how great he yep. is. Like, he's just tremendous. And, uh, yeah, I like that the AFC is actually the division to beat this year since we're always talking about the NFC. Sorry about your 49ers, yep. by the way. Right. Um, right. I, and I was actually – thank you for that setup. I was going to add the caveat that I think the 49ers would be in this conversation – without all of the injuries. Um, like, like, from, like if we, when we had this conversation week one, the Niners were in it, and only because of injuries are they out. Um, and then I also think that I know the Ravens just lost, and I know that they haven't been able to get over the hump with the Chiefs, but it feels to me like this season the Ravens are uh, hiding all of their winning plays in a secret um, compartment mm-hmm. in the playbook that they don't want to open and only and haven't been willing to open yet. And so they've lost games rather than go into the bag and pull out some Lamar magic, which they did, and then the holding penalty brought it back. But uh, all that being said, uh, it's the Chiefs. You're right. Yeah. That's it. I would agree with you on the Ravens, though. They're, not, they're not revealing everything. Yeah, they got, they got more. They got more, yeah. and they're, they're playing for the playoffs. So um, hopefully they make it, and it's all lovely. Um, all right. Uh, dolphin talk, Joy. Uh, fifth overall pick, Tua Tungavailoa, made his debut for the Dolphins Sunday, and it was all right. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Rams, but it started worse than it finished. Aaron Donald and company welcomed Tua to the league with a strip sack on the first drive uh, and held the, king, uh, the kingdom of Hawaii's greatest export to 93 passing yards. Uh, the Dolphins rallied around Tungavailoa forcing uh, four turnovers and Jared Goff uh, from Jared Goff and even returning a punt for a TD. It was like everyone but Tua got the job done, Joy. Joy, Tua is more Tebow than Marino. Wit it or quit it. Hot take city. What you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna definitely quit that. No. Uh, I'm not out on Tua after one game. Uh, It's very dramatic. Yeah, they both have left hands. Um, No. I look, he didn't have to win that game. So why did they need him to try? Like he, they were, they dominated the Rams in on the defensive side of the ball and in special teams. The, other the Rams are the weirdest team on in, in the NFL. I don't know what the Rams are. They're like great one week and then just an absolute disaster the next week. They're so inconsistent. But I want to see what happens in the next two weeks. How he looks against Kyler Murray and how he looks against the Chargers will be very important to me to assess what Tua is at this point. I I think we're comparing him to Joe Burrow and we're comparing him to uh, Justin Herbert, which are man Justin Herbert, young Herb, young man. They are they should be compared to each other because they're in the same draft and they play the same position. Yep. However. Herbert and Burrow are not coming off of season-ending injuries in their college career. It's been True. a lot less time that they played football than Tua. So is that an excuse? No, but it is a reason. It's a reason, yeah. And, and I think it'll be fine. I don't – I again, I liked Burrow a lot more than Tua coming into the draft. 
And I really liked Herbert as well. I wouldn't have been upset if the Dolphins took Herbert over Tua also. I like Tua. I'm buying into Tua. You're in a spot now. I also want to see, and so do the Dolphins, what they have in him this year. So the next eight games, if he's a disaster, they will move on because they have Houston's pick. And that's just how the, that's how it goes in the NFL these days. Like you don't have a whole season, you don't have three seasons to see what you are. If he, if he's a disaster, which I don't think he will be, but if he is, then you move on. And like, look, Josh Rosen was a standard for that. Nobody thought that that was a thing you could do. And now they Great. have Kyler Murray. Great. Like it's entirely possible the Jets are probably going to move off Sam Darnold. Like you don't, there's no job security at the quarterback position anymore if you're not good. There's too much talent coming out of the college ranks to stick with someone if you have the availability to move on. Um, So, yeah, like, I don't – I want to wait and see over the next two weeks what happens. He wasn't bad. Everyone's acting like he was bad. He was just limited, and he looked like a rookie quarterback. Like, what did he do? It It was so dramatic. It wasn't like he was out there Nathan Petermaning. He didn't didn't, lose the game for them. He didn't blow it. He just wasn't razzle-dazzle, okay? It's his first game up against one of the top defenses in the league. Everyone couldn't wait to tell me how he was going to get his head taken off. He didn't. Like, he got hit, but he didn't he get his did. head taken off. Yeah, he didn't die. It's true. He looks scared, but he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. So, and as he said, like, he's glad they have a good defense, which they do. So, yeah. like, this is what it is. Build for the future. If he doesn't work, you draft someone else, but you need the next eight games to see what he is. The next two games will be a good determining factor for that. They have a young quarterback in Kyler Murray next week. His peer, Justin Herbert, the week after that. How he looks in those two games, which Arizona's defense is is pretty good too. They're ninth in the league, so it's not like they're taking oh. a big step back from Aaron Donald and that Rams defense. So it will really the next two weeks will be a a good a good evaluation of where Tua is right now and what could happen moving forward. But I wasn't disappointed. Like I didn't need to see Joe Burrow. I didn't expect to see Justin Herbert. Like Tua is not that guy anyway. He's a rhythm quarterback. He went out there, did what he needed to do. He didn't lose the game. That was his first time playing football in a very long time. It's fine. Joy. Like I'm not gonna overreact to one game. Um, let me first say this: I don't. It doesn't feel like rhythm quarterback is a compliment. Although having rhythm uh, as a person who stereotypically might not is a huge bonus for me. So <laughs> I'm a little conflicted. I'm a little conflicted on that one. Your take was really good. Uh, Donnie should probably clip that off and post it. Um, it blew my. <laughs> it blew my mind. Um, I definitely understand the Rosen, um, the Rosen conundrum, we'll call it, where you know you're, you get a guy with a top pick and then you know he's not the guy and you got to move off of him. And they did it with him. And I hadn't put that on Tua after that one game, but I also didn't think that game was very good. Uh, so my mind super blown. And, and one more thing, to your point, I think the reason it looked so bad to my eyeballs the way he was playing is because my eyeballs have also seen your boy, Joe Burrow, and I'll claim him my boy, Justin Air Bear. I'll claim him because I like Pac-12 football, I guess, if I – whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'll claim I'll claim Justin Air Bear as my boy. They both look real nice and, um, you know, tall and stuff and, like, throw a, a, a appealing spiral and stuff, like things that are traditional that we like. And Tua's out there, uh, you know, throwing for 90, 93 yards is interesting. We'll see. You're right. They didn't ask him to do much. But I bet if they thought he could have done more, they would have had him do it. Well, yeah. That's why so, I want to see what happens in the next two weeks. But yeah. it was his first game out there. Make sure he gets out of it alive. 
And now we can see what he has moving forward. I'm with you. I think Burrow and Herbert do look completely different than Tua. They also look completely different than Tua last year when they were playing college football. So yeah. I like that's why I liked Herbert and Tua. I didn't like Herbert more than Tua, but I wouldn't have been upset if Herbert was taken instead of Tua. And I certainly liked Burrow more than Tua. So this yep. isn't like high, like 2020 hindsight for me. But I do. I'm I'm gonna buy in temporarily and see what he has. And I'm not freaking out over one game. Right. The next next two weeks are gonna be tough. You got Kyler, who's you know a, a possible comp, and then you got. Justin Herbert in your draft class. Good good luck to you, young man. <laughs> to a t- t- uh, damn it, I practiced it so many times. Tongo Vailoa. Tongo Vailoa. Yeah. I practiced. I'm going to get it. Are you going to just call him Tua? No, nah, I'm going to be the dude that refers to everyone by their last name. I'm going to call LeBron James <laughs> James, and I'm going to oh. call Tua Tongo Vailoa. Tongo Vailoa, what a play. Tua Tongo Vailoa. <laughs> What's up, Johnny? What's going on in high-key, low-key this week? All right, high-key, after the Lakers and Dodgers both came away as champs of their respective leagues, LA's hopes of pulling the historic hat trick lie on the horns of the Rams. Ram it up. Low-key, <laughs> although they're 5-2, and two, four of their wins came against the NFC East, and they're just coming off an ugly loss at the hands of Tua. Joy, are LA's hopes for a triple trophies a pipe dream? Yeah, I don't. I think so, low key, because I don't know what to make of the Rams. Like, yeah, what week to week? What are they? One week I'm like, oh yeah, they they still got it, and then the next week Jared Goff turns the ball over four times. It's like, mm. they're so confusing. But there's really a lot of teams in the league that are confusing. Like outside of the Chiefs and the Steelers and the Bucks. Who have two losses themselves? I don't really know what and to make of any of, any of the other teams. Like even even the Seahawks, who are clearly the top of the league, their defense is like, I mean, Russell Wilson is that team. So yeah, yeah like can the Rams keep it together and make it to the playoffs and cause problems for sure? I mean, they they have, were in a Super Bowl a few years ago. Like lest we forget, <laughs> wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago. Um, but yeah, they're just, they have some real holes and one week, one week to the next Jared Goff is just very confusing. Like, I think he's, sorry, it's my phone. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> my ringtone is the unsolved mysteries theme and it's, it's jarring. I need to change so it. so scary. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh my God. It's here. It's the apocalypse. Put it on um, silent. My bad. No, it's okay. Um, Week to week, I don't know what Jared Goff is. So yeah, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be a three-peat for the Lakers, Dodgers, and Rams. Uh, not this year, and certainly not for the Chargers, since we forget that the uh, Los Angeles, the city of Los yeah. Angeles, has two teams. Two teams, yeah. And uh, sure the are. other one is actually the Chargers are are clearly have clearly found their franchise quarterback. Not that Goff Ooh. isn't, but you know, I I think that Herbert's ceiling, or at least his trajectory is much higher than Goss at this point. So uh, they're not winning a championship this year. But, yes. you know, like if you win it the next year or like the next within the next two years, I still think you can you can ride off, you know, the way. Yeah, take some pride in that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still it's still a city of championships. Yeah. You know, like there's only era. one that's only happened <laughs> one time and it is my city. But it's really? way back. Yeah. 1935. That's the, that's the last time that's happened. And I mean, that, that counts. That definitely counts. Oh, it was actually the first time the Lions won the championship. It was their first championship as well as the Tigers and the Red Wings. 
So, uh, yeah. Detroit, the true city of champions. Shout out Detroit. Shout out Detroit. You know, I got love for Detroit. I don't know what y'all are this year. There's, dude, that's yeah. another unexplainable team. Oh, well. Not bad. Not good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, high key, a pair of red zone fumbles for two of the NFL's biggest stars has fans feeling all levels of concern for their team. Twitter's full of stuff like Baltimore's too predictable and we miss Tommy. Low key, the Lamar stuff is overblown and we had a feeling that the Patriots were going to struggle this year. But uh, how were my impressions just there? Not not bad or very good. Very good, very good. Yeah, we're we're way overreacting to Lamar. Like, I don't think that Lamar Jackson has regressed at all. The Ravens uh, were right there in that game against the Steelers. Had they won that yeah. game, we'd be having a different conversation. And I know that's not how it goes. Like, you win, you lose. And if you lose, you, you that's what the narrative is. And if you win, that's the direction it goes. Like, that's the business that we're in. But I don't think that anyone should freak out. Like, Baltimore is still going to be a problem for somebody down the road. And there's a lot of football left to play. Like, I think he's really unfairly being compared to Patrick Mahomes. And, and like, it just, it's almost like, it's almost disrespectful for people to put uh, everyone in the category of like Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Like each of those guys I mentioned are one of ones, like God made them, broke them all. (laughs) Boom, exactly. broke them all. Like, there is no – we've seen lots of Andy Daltons. We've mm-hmm. seen lots of Tony Romos. Like, right. we've seen guys who can win a playoff game or, like, consistently get their team to the playoffs. Those guys have all won Super Bowls, first of all. Tom Brady uh, having won six of them, right? Patrick yes. Mahomes, an MVP and a Super Bowl winner within his first three years in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone just – Calm down and holding yeah. every like they set the standard, right? Like Patrick Mahomes is the standard for a young quarterback in this league. Now that's very, very almost unattainable. Okay. Right. It's <laughs> like, high bar to set. Yeah. Very high bar. And yes, the Ravens are very talented, but like it's just that's the bar and that's what you should be aiming for. But also mm-hmm. keep in mind maybe Patrick Mahomes is just like super out of this world, crazy, unbelievably talented, and has this insane development trajectory and is in maybe a slightly different situation than Lamar in Kansas City with the pieces around him as well. Like I know we all have really I mean I had the Ravens winning the Super Bowl this year. I mean they very well still could. This has been a very weird NFL season. There's a lot that can go on. Yeah so there's I, a lot of time left. I, do I think they have some issues? Yes. But do I think everyone should be freaking out? Absolutely not. He has not regressed. Like people get tape on you. They figure out what you should do. Some of his decision making needs to evolve a little bit. But he's going to be fine, and I still think he's going to win a Super Bowl in his career, and we can all just calm down. Like, it's just – everyone just simmer a little bit. I know tensions are high this week. Okay? Yeah, yeah, everybody's on edge. Everyone's to freak out. Just, <laughs> just calm down a little bit. And as far as the Patriots go, I mean, they're just an unmitigated disaster. And I, you know, I love Cam Newton, as we know. I don't think this is all on Cam Newton at all. He's trying to do everything, and he's, he's kind of trying to win the game in one play. Yeah, And I thought that game on Sunday against the Bills was a must win for them. And I mean, look, he fumbled at the last second. If he not fumbled, then they probably would have won and we would be crushing the Bills right now. I still don't feel good about the Bills right now at all. And I, I feel the same way I felt about the Patriots at the beginning of the season before Cam got there, which is that they're not going to be a good team. I'm pretty sure I said that many times. They're not a good team. Yeah. They had eight opt-outs and they weren't a good team last year. 
Now they don't have Tom Brady. Eight people opted out. And you were trying to pitch me on Jared Stidham. Like, the only difference between this team and the team that you were pitching me with Jared Stidham is that this team is quarterbacked by Cam Newton, who is, hasn't played football in a long time, is in a new yeah. system. Like, we all got really high off that game one where he was running around and, like, doing old Cam stuff, which is great. But, again, this is still yeah. a ba- this is still a bad team. So yeah. I'm more disappointed for Cam than I am in the Patriots because I knew the Patriots were going to be bad. Yeah, the, the offseason especially didn't help out. He, did, he had a shortened offseason. Like, our expectations have to be in check, I think. Yeah. All right, high key, the Packers, they're not as bad as we thought they'd be. Heading into the season, you had them missing the playoffs. Loki, despite that, though, Green Bay is still no better than they were last year. You get physical with them a little bit, and then they just, like, crumble and fall apart. Yeah, they're still a finesse team. And yes. I didn't like what they did in the draft. Now nobody likes what they did in the draft. Yeah. And I don't think I was over-exaggerating that that was, like, the wrong move with Jordan Love. It was a waste of time. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to be motivated. <laughs> He's not that kind of person. And what you needed to do was get some physicality and put some pieces around him. Now I understand Green Bay is, like, a really hard place to get free agents, obviously. But you can pay for people. And yeah. Green Bay just relies on Aaron Rodgers. Even in that game Sunday against the Vikings, like, they didn't lose because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. That was, you can't put how, that loss on him. How much better can Aaron Rodgers possibly be? So, I mean, look at the holes Dalvin Cook was running through. What can Aaron Rodgers do about that? Yeah, he's so, not on defense. He's not on defense. Um, so they're the same team. And I loved the, the Packers last year. But, yeah, they ran into a physical team in San Francisco, which they will not run into again because San Francisco's done. Yeah. And – but they're one into another physical team. Now, like playing the Vikings, obviously that's a division game. Things can go sideways, but they did what you can do against Green Bay to beat them, which is run the ball and be physical with them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not optimistic about Green Bay in the postseason. Yes, they are going to have a great regular season. Yes, they'll probably win a postseason game, but I don't think that they're a Super Bowl team. And that's because they didn't do what they needed to do in the offseason to improve their issues that they had last year. And yeah. as much as I loved Green Bay last year, I was really wrong about that. They got stomped in the NFC championship game. And, um, yeah, they didn't They didn't do anything. Didn't do anything about it. They're, they're smarter than the rest of us. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's like, I, it's I like they fair. neglected this season. They yeah, look, they're looking right. ahead to the future, like the past Aaron era. They're, they're looking ahead of Aaron, Aaron. We're in that era right now. Like, uh, why, why not address this? While yeah, that was my so- issue with it. Like, you have a good two to three more years with Aaron Rodgers in his prime. What are you worried about a quarterback? Like, yeah. and, and now, like, now I can talk, talk shit about it because it's very obvious that that was a huge mistake. But I don't know how that wasn't obvious to begin with. Like, what that was clearly a push Aaron move, and you don't need to push Aaron. Like, Aaron Rodgers is not the problem. Like, at yeah. any point, has he been the problem? He's not the problem. He's Aaron Rodgers. Up until Tom Brady won that Falcons Super Bowl, we were comparing Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Now, I didn't think that was a fair comparison, but we were still doing it. So, yeah, that argument was out there. Right. It was being had. I, I, I worked yeah. on Undisputed for two years. We did it many times. <laughs> that yeah. topic. Like, it is a real thing. So, yeah, I mean, they, they blew it in the draft this year and in the offseason. And I, I just I don't think that they have enough to win a Super Bowl this year. Bum, 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 bum. Hey, T. What's, 
What's happening in the culture report this week? <laughs> hey, Joy. So election day is today, um, but obviously those that are watching um, us, you know, the winner has already been announced. Hopefully this doesn't go on too long. Um, so I'm going to speak just more so from the aftermath of the elections. And I want to start off by saying that so many people have voted. So I think it makes me super happy and proud that this is like the highest number of voters ever. And I think to um, like for us to be a part of that history is like incredible. Um, but I've just had a lot of um, anxiety uh, this past week, more than I feel like I've ever had in my life, because I feel like the country has become just so divided. And I think it's scary to think about what will happen um, because over these, over these next few days, you know, Trump stated that he doesn't receive losing well. And I took that as like a threat. You know, I don't I don't know. <laughs> he says things. But um, obviously him losing will definitely see like a tantrum, demand of recounts. Him losing honestly like frightens me for many reasons. Um, and I'm frustrated more so because I feel like a lot of his supporters are just completely out of control. Like they've been harassing people. I mean, look at what they did to the Biden bus in Texas. They just become so violent. And I've never seen racism in this country in the way that I've seen it with him in office. And it's just disheartening. And it, I think it scares me because of the aftermath of him losing. I mean, companies have brought up their businesses. I'm getting texts from like friends and family like, oh my God, there's gonna be a civil war. Like people are, are like fearful of how he's gonna respond. And um, when you think back to like a few months ago, Joy, like people that were protesting after George Floyd's murder, um, you know, uh, because people were sick and tired of racism and injustice in this country. Um, those people were acknowledged by Trump, um, but they were called things like, you know, thugs. And, you know, I would tell them to keep that same energy when you got people using violence and surrounding Biden's truck and, you know, but, and all these people who actually support him. But of course, that'd be too much because his supporters, he called patriots. So it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. And when you look at it from the angle of like Biden, I understand that like, no candidate is perfect. But one thing I can respect about Joe Biden is like he just takes responsibility for his actions of his past. And so I think him losing, obviously I want Biden to win, but him losing scares me because I just don't know how to deal with the with Trump for another term. And the things that he has said and done, I feel like will be nothing compared to what we've seen over these last four years because he won't be able to run again. So it's like he won't have anything to lose. And I think our country will be more divided and I'm not sure um, what we would get out of this pandemic. So I know that was like a lot, but I, my thoughts are just, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm fearful either way. And I do want to mention, I don't want to give him too much attention, but with Kanye um, being on the ballot in California <laughs> and a few other states um, just annoyed me because, I mean, you knew you weren't going to win. Um, and it, I mean, it wasn't even close. So I feel like he just took away votes. And essentially it's almost like this, it's not even almost you're voting for Trump, sir. Like, because who's voting for Trump? Not not white people. I mean, black people, like young black people are voting for, for Kanye. So like, I feel like that for you to push people to vote for you, I feel like it's just a waste of time. Like, like this country needs change. And you over tweeting how you voted for yourself and you're the best candidate is just like, you're delusional. So it really pissed me off. Well, and rant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I would just start with Kanye and work backwards. Yeah, the Kanye thing to me, if you wrote in Kanye, I don't take you seriously as a human being. And that's, it, it, you, if you're insulted, like you should be insulted because you're not taking the political process seriously. And do I wish that there were more options than just the Republican and Democratic Party? Absolutely. 
mm, certainly because I'm an independent. So I would love a third option that doesn't uh, divide everyone and can can take pieces from each party that makes sense and represent that. But that's not Kanye. Kanye's just Kanye disrupting things and pretending to be this brilliant genius artist that's just smarter than all the rest of us and just sees things from his third eye or whatever kind of bullshit this whole thing is about. And the reality is like Kanye is not mentally well, as we know. So that's not me saying something outrageous. He is not. And so you're not only supporting someone who you know has mental health issues, okay, for the for the presidency, since people don't want to admit that our current president does, you are actually voting for someone who is open, who we have openly discussed, his family has discussed, his wife and himself, that he has mental health issues. So that's who you're voting for, for the president of the United States. Aside from the fact that you're taking away votes from a legitimate candidate that could run and is qualified to run, um, you're just participating in what is an actual joke. And it's offensive to me that anyone would make a joke of our lives and our future in that way. And like Connie has done a lot of things that I obviously don't agree with throughout his career. And I am someone who in my business have to separate art from artists. Like I can still enjoy Kanye's music without supporting him as an individual, but I will never support him as an individual ever again. Like this, what we're living through is crazy. And for anyone to go out there and put himself in the middle of this the way that he has is just, it's an abomination as far as I'm concerned. And I don't care. I don't, I don't care about anything Kanye has to say. I don't support anything he does. I can enjoy his music. Most of it was better when it was old Kanye anyway, and just move forward with my life. But like, no, you can't, you can't be a disruptor like this in a time like this. And people that are supporting him doing this, like his family, okay. Like his family's going to support whatever he does clearly, but anyone else, like you're just involved in nonsense. It's not cute. It's not funny. And it's like, you should be ashamed because this is not reality. Like the reality is we have a two party system. You vote for one person or you vote for the other. And to your point about Biden not being perfect, why would he be perfect? Obama wasn't perfect. McCain wasn't perfect. Trump is certainly not perfect. Hillary wasn't perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect candidate. You know why there's no such thing as a perfect candidate? Because there's no such thing as a perfect person. So there's not going to be a perfect candidate. There's not going to be a perfect politician, especially not a perfect politician. Things change. Okay. Do I love Biden? No, absolutely not. Is he a better option than Trump? Absolutely. And do we have two options, Trump or Biden? Yes. End of story. That's just the way it is. If we'd like things to be different, which I certainly do, let's all work together to fix this completely trash system. But until then, we have to make decisions that work within the system of democracy that we currently have set up. You're not smarter than anybody else. You're not, you haven't figured out the fucking, uh, the hack, okay? You're in this with the rest of us. Democratic, Republican, that's it. That's all the options that we have and you have to pick one. And if you don't pick one, I don't wanna hear a word you have to say about anything that's happening in this country for the rest of the next four years. Sorry, if you're not voting, if you don't understand the importance of voting, or you're choosing not to vote, you are choosing not to have a voice, therefore I don't want to hear you complaining about anything because you had an option to at least do what you can do to make a change and you chose not to opt into that. That's your right to do that, but you're also choosing to not participate in the democratic process and you're choosing to sacrifice your voice. So that's it. That's the, there's no question in that. We don't have a lot of power. 
What we do have is the, is the right to vote. And if you choose not to do that, then you're sacrificing the power that you have. So there, that's, that's just a choice that you make. As far as everyone freaking out and anxiety, like, yes, I have extreme anxiety as well. I don't know what's going to happen if he wins. I, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be worse than it is now. It's going to be worse than it is now, which it's, it's really the worst that I've seen in my lifetime. And for, for the good people out there who like still support Trump, I just, I think you're just not listening to people who either don't look like you or people who are not in the same situation as you. And I just really cannot stand the worship of this man. And that's what I think it's come down to. I think people worship him. It's past the point of support. It's past the point of agreeing with his policies or his tax plan or whatever else. I think people truly worship him. And it's not based off of anything other than everything that I see that people are doing. Like what you're doing has been done before in history. It's not new. And we've seen the results of when people get radicalized over a politician. It's not good. It's not good for anybody. And I, it's going to take a very long time for us to dig ourselves out of this hole that he has created mentally, emotionally, spiritually in this country. And I, I don't, I don't know that it's going to actually happen in our lifetime because there's been so many kids who have been influenced by parents to think that this is all normal. Kids, it's not normal during an election for buildings to be boarded up. It's not, that's not normal. That's not normal. And guess what? It wasn't the Democratic Party's fault that that happened because guess who's the president? A Republican. This is his country right now. He's the one running it. He's responsible for the state that it's in. So whatever people are telling anyone else like about why things are boarded up, they're not boarded up for the Democrats. I can tell you that much. Nobody who I know who's voting for Biden is afraid of what Biden supporters are going to do based off of the results of this election. I'm certainly not afraid. And I was walking in those protests just as you were for George Floyd. Those are not the people that I'm afraid of should Trump win the, the election. That What I'm worried about for these buildings that people have boarded up. I'm worried about Trump supporters. Like, like I think we're all saying the same thing here. So, I, yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I'm like literally praying every day. I prayed over my ballot. <laughs> like, I am just praying because there's nothing else I can do. Like, I've spoken about it. I've poured my heart out on any platform that I have. And I just still see a lot of support for this man. And it's very disturbing. It's not a country that I know. It's, and listen, you and I have been black women our whole lives. So I think we can safely say uh, what our experiences have been about whether we see more racism now than we did before. I don't know, because we lived it. And yes, people are more outwardly racist. People are doing more racist things. People are being more violent, being more abrasive, being more openly racist and sexist than I've ever seen in my lifetime. But I don't know like what there is to argue about. These are our experiences. So for people to come out here and say like, oh, he's done more for the black community than Lincoln, which is obviously just the most maddening thing any intelligent person can say. It's just like, okay, but I'm telling you, my experience as a black person in America is not better under Trump than it was at any other point in my lifetime. So you do with that what you will, but that's my experience. And you kind of say, Joy, every time he says 
every time he says that I've done more for Black people than any other president besides Abraham Lincoln, it literally makes me cringe. I mean, obviously, it's really stupid. You did not so pass stupid. the Civil Rights Act. You did not uh, end Jim Crow laws. Um, no, you did not do more for Black people <laughs> in any capacity, legislative, um, not, not being divisive was the very least thing you could do. Certainly didn't do that. Um, the answer is just no. Like in every measurable department, the answer is no. And please don't talk to me about HBCU money. Okay. Just please don't like, just please, please don't, please don't do that. So no, that's not true. It's just not, it's just not, it's not true, but it doesn't matter what's true anymore. And that's the biggest problem is that the truth is actually irrelevant. And that's why we are where we are, because if people cared about the truth, then we wouldn't be in the state, but they don't. They'd rather feel good. And that is the thing that he's mastered the most, which is the most terrifying part of his presidency, is that he is a manipulator. He's a narcissist. And they are masters. They're like, they're like sorcerers at making people feel. And people, people relate more to what they feel than what they think, because that feels more real. What you feel is more real to you than what you think. That's why we make decisions with our hearts all the time over our minds. That's why we make emotional decisions quicker than we do decisions that we have to think through because it feels more instinctive. It's a gut feeling. It's something that you know because you feel it. You don't think it. And people want to feel more than they think. And that's why we are where we are. Thanks so much for joining us this week, guys. Really appreciate it. Make sure you stay safe and stay calm. Just relax, okay? Don't go crazy. All right, this is coming from Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. That's my recommendation. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or iHeartMedia app. And check us out on social media at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. Enjoy Taylor Talks, and we'll catch you next week. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Ooh.